This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Do you make resolutions in January? We do. Specifically, we make pop culture resolutions. We also check in on what we resolved to do this last year and whether we're inclined to bask in our victories or fret about our defeats. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Linda Holmes. It's resolutions time once again on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how a new study aims to impact an underrepresented community. My greatest hope for the Voices of Black Women study is that it will help us understand and identify culturally tailored ways to change and really eliminate the unacceptable disparities for future generations of Black women as it relates to cancer. To learn more, go to voices.cancer.org. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from the Kresge Foundation. Established 100 years ago, the Kresge Foundation works to expand equity and opportunity in cities across America. A century of impact, a future of opportunity. More at Kresge.org. Joining me and Stephen today are our pop culture happy hour co-hosts, Aisha Harris. Hey, Aisha. Hey, Linda. And Glenn Weldon. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Linda. Hey, just spoiler alert, I'm fretting about my defeats. Uh, (laughs) Well, you probably don't need us to explain what a New Year's resolution is. We do this every year. Maybe you do, too. These are generally our more pop culture adjacent resolutions, often related to what we want to check out or create or otherwise accomplish. So let's dive in. Stephen, I want to start by hearing what your resolution was for 2023. So what I'm going to resolve is about music, because I looked at my ever-changing top 10 list for 2022. I see tons and tons of records that I love, almost entirely by artists I already knew. So for 2023, the metric I'm going to give myself is four albums out of my top 10 are going to be by artists whose music I have not heard as of 
the end of 2022. Nice. Now, of course, I control that. I promise I will not cheat <laughs> and, and put things in my top 10 that don't belong there because they're new. I'm really going to try to spend more time curating and just as much time contextualizing, but really like putting myself out there to discover new music, which is a big part of my job that I, I don't feel like I did a good enough job on in 2022. All right, buddy. How'd it go? Well, this was a little bit of a mixed bag. My job changed a lot in 2023. Early in the year, I took over writing the NPR Music Newsletter, which unfortunately took a lot of time away from time I might have spent really digging in and trying things that I've completely and totally never heard before. I still achieved partial credit here and and really did try as much as possible to listen to things that I had never heard before. And several albums made my top 10 list, whose music, as far as I know, I had never heard before. One was the Canadian pop band Beaches, whom I love. And the other was a singer-songwriter named Helena DeLand. Uh, she was not on my radar at all. There were two more artists on my top 10 list who had certainly never uh, never made a top 10 list of mine before, whose music I had not dug deeply into, Fen Lily and The Japanese House, who made my favorite album of 2023. Both wonderful artists, but I was familiar with them. I had heard a song here and there. Given that I had set the metric, it will be artists whose music I have never heard before. I think that might have wound up being a little too strict for how 2023 ended up playing out. And I do feel like, once again, I spent a ton of time contextualizing and not necessarily enough time going out and discovering new music. The fact that I haven't been able to go to South by Southwest for a few years, I think, has really put a damper on that discovery process. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out ways to work around that within uh, budget constraints. So it was not a complete bust. It was not the smashing success that I had really been shooting for, in part due to the way the shape of my job has has changed over the last 12 months. I think as long as you're following the spiritual purpose of your resolution, you deserve <laughs> partial credit. What are you resolving for 2024? Well, I figure that if I'm going to make a promise I don't keep, I might as well promise to do something really cool. So in 2024, I have been batting around an idea for the last couple of years for a children's book mm -hmm. that I have been wanting to write with my daughter, Grace, who is an art student in college. She's uh, wrapping up her third semester of art school. And I have wanted to work with her on a children's book for the longest time. And I think her artistic skills have, have only grown and my idea for this story has kind of taken some shape in the last year. And so I want 2024 to be the year that I actually move forward on writing this book. I'm not saying sign a book deal. I'm not saying get this published. I'm not saying finish it. I'm saying I want to make some serious movement on this collaboration with Grace that I've been wanting to do for the longest time. And I think the, the second part of this resolution is I want to take a real vacation. And that may seem unrelated, but I want to take an international vacation in which I actually turn off the work part of my brain enough to open the creative part of my brain and really get the ball rolling on sitting down and working on something that is completely unrelated to what I do in my day-to-day -day work life, which has a creative component to it, mm -hmm. but nothing that is quite as imagination-driven as what I would love to be doing on the side. I wholeheartedly agree with the taking the time to unplug because that is so crucial 
especially when what we do is related to creativity. I agree with you. I think that's a very good call. All right, Glenn, now you had a resolution about your podcast about the TV show The Prisoner that you did with our pal Chris Klimek. Let's hear that resolution. The pivot is still on the table. It has proven more difficult to get together and do this thing without the strict regimen of those original 17 episodes of The Prisoner. That provides you a nice infrastructure that helped. Once we started kind of pulling in other content, it became more diffuse and I'm going to say for me at least a bit less urgent, which is not ideal. I mean, if you want to keep a podcast going, some conceptual drift is okay as long as that doesn't bleed into... Logistical drift, (laughs) you know? So to reorient ourselves, we might take a detour to devote a few episodes of the podcast to a rewatch of HBO's Watchmen series. That will tune up our engines and give us something to stick to. But officially, my 2023 resolution is to kick the can of last year's resolution down the road and say, more of that, keep going, pivot. I'm also going to write a novel. But mostly it's that (laughs) podcast thing. Wait, I want to hear the last thing that you said. Did you say novel? Yeah, I heard something about a novel. Uh, Novel. No, no, no. Let's stick to the podcast thing. Podcast thing is the actual resolution. Okay, so none of that happened. The podcast didn't happen. The novel didn't happen. And that's all on me. Don't point any fingers at Chris here about the podcast. You know, this was a weird year. A lot of things happened. My husband and I sold a house. We built a house. We moved into a house that was unfinished and have to deal with the punch list from hell that we're still punching at. Uh, That's not an excuse. It's a high quality problem and I get that. But in terms of finding time for creative pursuits, I'm going to echo what you guys are saying. Creative pursuits outside of work, which as we've said, our work is certainly creative adjacent And let's not kid ourselves, as we've all pointed out, we're lucky to have this job. And after this year in public broadcasting, we're very lucky to still have Mm -hmm. this job. But between all that, not much creative happened. And I reacted to the stressors of this year by not finding an outlet for them, you know, by Mm -hmm. internalizing them, intellectualizing them and shutting down. Uh, So that's how that worked out. I hear you, buddy. We're all just doing our best, man. (laughs) This was not the universe's greatest year. (laughs) It was not the easiest year for for a lot of us in many different respects. So I hear you. What do you have on tap for 2024? This year, this is a really old school, boring, basic resolution, but I'm going to carve out the time. I will write the novel that I've had outlined for years. I will get back into a workout routine. I will reach out more to friends and family. I'll feel better in my skin because I've spent decades doing intellectualization and compartmentalization and rationalization. Now it is time finally for sublimation, for channeling all these feelings (laughs) into creative action. Because I know what the deal is here. I know exactly what's required. I've written three books. It's not a question of not knowing exactly Uh what's required. So I'm going to shut up and do it. But uh, so that's that. But for the sake of something more concrete and less, you know, personal and more and less Zaxxon machine-y, I'm also going to do with something else. I'm going to watch pretty much every folk horror film that I can find. I will become mm. a folk horror completist because while I'm not a horror guy, I do find that particular subgenre kind of fascinating and subversive and really substantive. Explain folk horror. Folk yeah. horror is just basically uh, where uh, a film like The Wicker Man. A f- the Witch. A film like The Vavitch. A film like uh, <laughs> Midsummer. You Midsummer, know, where yeah. The culture of a village or the culture of a people is tied up with these old fears and 
they say something about society and about sexuality and about queerness uh, that I just find is really it's chewy. It's fascinating to me. So uh, hit me with your recommendations. I will watch them all. But that, so that's two things. Going to write the damn book. Going to work out. Going to going to become a folk horror completist. That's that's me. I love it. Yeah. I just want to say, if you need any support with any of these personal things that you're doing in the form of someone coming to stay in your guest room frequently. Uh-huh. Got it. Okay. If you need somebody to stare longingly out your giant picture window. Yeah. I'm here for you, buddy. If you need somebody out in the mountains, it. I'm here for you. I'll take you up on it. All right. Aisha Harris, let's listen to yes. your resolution from 2023. I am going to try and read more books. I have about five or six specifically books that from people that I know, like Linda Holmes and other people who I have not read yet, because when you're writing your own book, you don't want to <laughs> just, yeah, there's a lot going on. So my, my goal, I'm going to give myself a concrete number, which is seven. So that's one. And then my other one is that I want to start my own little movie watching diary. Mm-hmm. I've got one of my favorite notebooks. I bought like many of these and I use these for when I'm taking notes for movies, but I want to, for every single movie, that I watch, whether it's a rewatch or a completely new to me movie, I want to just have my little diary, you know, jot down at least two or three things and really focus mostly on how these movies make me feel in the moment, what my takeaway was from it. Because so many times when I'm watching these movies, I'm often thinking about lots of other things besides how it made me feel, whether it's how I'm going to critique it, how I'm going to do these things. And I just want to get like, This is how I felt in the moment while watching this movie. Maybe pick my one or two favorite performances, my one or two favorite moments, and just jot them down. Even if it's just like one line for a a movie, if I don't have much to say, that is what I'm going to do. I already log all the movies that I watch in a given year. I've been doing that for over a decade now, but I want to actually have notes now for each one. So, movie diary. All right, Aisha, how'd it go? Well, I did publish a book, and sure did. luckily that did Wanna not- Want to be in stores yes, now? Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> But I did publish a book in that the fact that I was done writing that book actually did leave me more time to read other people's books. And so while I did not hit my number of seven, I hit six, which I think is right. pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Some of them were by by people I know. Some of them were by, you know, famous celebrity. This was the year of the celebrity memoir. And I'm just really proud of myself that that, that I actually made that happen. (laughs) So patting myself on the back for that, I got six. And then as for the movie watching diary, well, look, I also like to show my work. So I'm going to prove to you here, the the listeners cannot see it, but uh, my fellow hosts can. I have a giant notebook here. It has, since you. January 1st, I've been collecting oh, wow. in my Look various colors. <laughs> it looks like a book of class notes from the smartest kid in your class. That's what it looks like. Which is yeah. what it is in this particular class. Yep. It's just missing uh, just missing some red yarn and some photos with some X's across the eyes. But yeah. Yes, yes, exactly yes. They are color-coded. Wow. Every day it gets a different color. Amazing. And they're in gel pen. So, yes, that- I'm very... That is such a handy thing to have because really all I have to go on sometimes is going back and re-listening to shows I was on because I very often just forget movies the second I see them. And then it's like, 
you know, my partner will be like, well, what happened in that Marvel movie? And I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah. That's the problem. And there are, there's Let so alone. many movies, especially like if I'm watching, I tend to just go on Criterion and sometimes I just like pick a movie and don't even like read what the plot mm-hmm. is. I'm just like, who's in it? What is it? When does it come out? Sure. And so there's so many movies that like I see the title and it's like a blank. I'm like, what was this about? I don't even remember watching this. And then when I look at my notes... I can remember. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is that random, obscure Japanese film noir from 1965 that I watched on this day in 2023. Um, So, yeah, I've got my movie watching diary. At this point, I'm up to a total of 204 movies that I've watched, either for the first time or as a rewatch, which feels kind of low as a pop culture person. But, you know, anyway, I did it. (laughs) Yep. Amazing. And you have like awesome. an actual artifact of your work. Yes. I'm going to keep doing it too. And you said 204 movies in, in 2023? Yeah. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. You watched a lot of TV I also. I watched a lot of TV too. So Books and... Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah not bad. <laughs> well, I'm incredibly proud of you. I think Thank it's you. wonderful. And as I said, I am most excited about the idea of having an actual artifact of your work and... I aspire to be quite so good. What are your resolutions for 2024? Well, for 2024, I'm keeping it movie related. I want to see more old movies in theaters. Pre-pandemic, when I lived in New York, it was fairly easy for me to do that frequently or with some frequency. You know, we had film at Lincoln Center. We had Film Forum. And I miss that. I've realized that I've kind of gotten into a habit since moving out to the Bay And also just being so used to watching things on screeners and not leaving my house as much as I used to, (laughs) not really seeking out the chance to see certain movies, whether I've seen them before or um, want to watch them for the first time, seeing them on a big screen. So I'm, I'm looking ahead to 2024. I see some local theaters that I either haven't visited yet uh, that are in my area or that I have and just haven't seen old movies there. And, you know, on the lineup includes McCabe and Mrs. Miller, which I've never seen and has always been on my list of movies to see. And that's coming soon. So I just want to be able to do that, see them in scare quotes here, like as they were originally seen in the theater. Oftentimes they're on 35 millimeter or sometimes 70 millimeter. I love that. I, I just want to enjoy the theatrical experience yet again, and not just for new movies, but also for old movies and revivals and that sort of thing. So that is my 2024 resolution. See more movies in theaters, specifically the old ones. I just want to point out to my friend Aisha Harris that, uh, you know, if only you had a buddy in Silver Spring, Maryland, home of the AFI. Mm -hmm. And if that buddy, for example, had like a whole guest room, That you could visit and stay in and, like, go to the AFI all the time. I'm just throwing it out there. You could actually successfully keep your New Year's resolution. Pretty much every night, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? All hosts are going to just guest. We're going to have sleepovers. We're just going to all visit each other's houses. (laughs) (laughs) All sleepovers all the time in 2024. (laughs) Yes. I love it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Aisha. I am going to dive right in and listen to, oh boy, my own resolutions (laughs) for 2023. So it's really funny that Aisha mentioned her film journaling because the thing that I wrote in my notes is weekly culture intake journal. What I want to do is I want to make sure that I am keeping track of what I'm watching and and reading and listening to. And the reason for that is 
to make sure that, first of all, I'm keeping track of like, how is my balance of taking in different kinds of things? You know, how am I doing being aware of things outside my kind of most obvious areas of interest? You know, am I remembering all the stuff that I really loved? And am I keeping myself kind of aware of the real balance between what I've loved and what I've loved less? So it's the reading goal, which is the 50 books for the year. Mm-hmm. It's the film goal, which is the 20 movies I've never seen from before I was born. And then it's the journaling goal, which I am hoping will facilitate more success with the first two goals, plus will make me feel more kind of vibrant about what I am taking in. So it's so I'm sort of trying to fix my funk a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So as much as Aisha did the wonderful movie journal, that's how much I didn't do it, which is to say totally. (laughs) Which is to say at all. (laughs) I started a movie list. I think I kept it for a few weeks, but I did not keep it up. I failed. Did I read 50 books this year? I don't think I read 50 books. I read probably 25 or 30. Mm -hmm. I did write most of a book this year. You sure did. Yeah, give yourself that. That always takes up some time. The interesting thing is the 20 movies that I'd never seen before from before I was born. I was thinking about this goal earlier today because I remembered coming up with it, but I couldn't remember what the number was. And I thought, oh, I think I, I started off doing that, but I think I only got a few. But I don't think I necessarily got to 20 But I did start early in the year working my way down the sight and sound poll. Mm -hmm. I did originally, by the way, adjust the date from before I was born to before I was 10 because I was like, it doesn't, if I was like five years old when a movie came out (laughs) and it's a grown up movie, then it might as well have been before I was born. Yeah. But with those things, I did wind up watching a ton of stuff. I, I watched. I apologize for my terrible pronunciation of French, but I watched Jean Dillman, which is the number one, one. which is three hours of this woman doing housework, which I thought Mm -hmm. was absolutely riveting. And I loved, I watched Tokyo story. I watched in the mood for love. I watched Beau Travai. I watched Cleo from five to seven. I watched Mm. persona. I watched Mm -hmm. close up. I watched the passion of Joan of Arc. I watched black Orpheus. I watched, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of really like cool and interesting things. I watched a lot of stuff that I just was not stuff that I had ever really come across. And I did do pretty well. Yeah. So I'm pretty pleased with myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get laurels rest on them. Yeah. You got some great <laughs> movies in there. Black Orpheus. I love. Yeah. Yeah. The grin on Aisha's face as you were just reading those movie titles <laughs> cannot be quantified. So I'm pretty proud of the progress that I made on that front, not only because I saw them, but because they keep coming up, which I love. I know that I referred at one point in some show that we did to The Passion of Joan of Arc. And I was like, oh, what a poll I wouldn't have been able to make a year ago. And and that's always good. And that's one of the reasons why you do it. Yeah. And whether or not you end up keeping a weekly culture intake journal, as you call it, it might help just to, as you're watching a movie, just chant weekly culture intake journal to the tune of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as I've been doing for the last five minutes. (laughs) Nice. Weekly culture intake journal. Um. Yeah, you make a good point. I did walk right into that, didn't I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So in terms of 2024, 
Remember how Aisha gave her resolution and then I had the same one? <laughs> I wrote in my notes, get back to a repertory showing at the AFI. There you go. <laughs> Linda, two minds. <laughs> so Aisha needs to come here mm-hmm. and come to a movie at the AFI. The AFI Silver in Silver Spring, Maryland is a wonderful place to watch You know, not just new movies, but also repertory showings. Mm -hmm. And I do really enjoy going there. And when I kind of stopped going to theaters in 2020, I never really got back into that particular habit. Mm -hmm. So I want to pick that habit up again. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to do that I kind of stopped doing in 2020 is I want to go back and see some live theater, which I used to really love doing and which I haven't done really at all since then, I don't think. And this was something that I had really gotten into a little bit at the time that kind of the when COVID originally hit. And I was sometimes going up to uh, to New York to see stuff on Broadway or off Broadway, but I also was enjoying like some stuff in DC. And I want to do that again. So it's kind of two things that I want to put back into my rotation. Two great things. Yeah. 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 Well, we'd love to know what your resolutions are for the new year. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Stephen Thompson, Aisha Harris, Glenn Weldon, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Weekly Culture in Journal. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was produced by Mike Katzif and Isabella Gomez Sarmiento and edited by Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Linda Holmes, and we'll see you all tomorrow. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. It can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.